Hello, my community. Welcome back to our sub-series of Instructional Ecology. These micro-episodes are designed to be tiny points of contact of mutual interest across the diversity of our teaching and learning community, a chance to check in and think together in small ways. These are sustainable connections. It's time to wrap up chapter three of our FSL Common Read book, Relationship Rich Education by Peter Felton and Leo M. Lambert. Let's take a moment to connect with the reading. Our next Zoom will be in March on chapter four. Let's put chapter three to bed. And since we love to do hard things, let's tackle two of the most amorphous and difficult things to change at any institution, the climate and the culture. That's where this chapter ends, guys. I don't make the rules. As the authors wrap up their list of elements that a relationship-rich institution should create and sustain, here's where they arrive on page 62, quote, the culture should value webs of human interactions. Students are most likely to develop meaningful relationships in an environment that offers many opportunities for connection. The institution should encourage a climate where everyone on campus, from professors and custodians to deans and office support staff, models mentoring and support for students. To demonstrate their appreciation of the significance of webs of human interactions, institutions need to view developing such a climate as shared work and to recognize that vibrant social networks include many and diverse connections, end quote. A climate isn't a policy. It's a feeling, an atmosphere. It's the quality to the culture that dictates how people feel about their work and urges them toward instinctive choices. It opens space for some kinds of choices and closes off others. The authors certainly understand that climate can be influenced from top down and from side to side. Climate is a tricky thing. It can feel insubstantial and hard to define, and at other times can be palpable. People know what their workplace feels like, and that feeling can lead them to certain actions or away from other actions. The authors here say that through a sense of shared mission, an institution can create a climate that is warm and nurturing in an almost ecological sense of relationship and connection and belonging. This kind of climate that is warm toward connection would urge faculty and staff to constantly make those small and large gestures of connection with students. A climate warm toward connection will make those kinds of actions obvious to workers and easy to make. They would make them reinforceable and rewarded. Likewise, I extrapolate this climate would be cool or resistant toward behavior that destroys connection. Things like public shaming, inaccessible faculty or staff, and behaviors that destroy trust. And while we're on the subject of things that are insubstantial and also profound, what do the authors say about the cultural changes necessary to make relationship-rich education possible? Here they are at the very end of the chapter on page 79. Quote, the ultimate test of institutional leadership, whether by faculty, staff, trustees, or administrators, is the stewardship of institutional culture. Institutional cultures are both precious and fragile. 
It takes years to build a strong, positive culture, but culture can be seriously damaged in the span of a few months by a sudden veering of direction in pursuit of ill-considered priorities or a lack of attention to the small details of institutional life that signal that people care and are paying attention. To build the culture of a relationship-rich campus requires the buy-in of hundreds, if not thousands, of caring, committed people, constant reinforcement of the message that relationships matter, and reward and recognition of the efforts of faculty and staff who do the everyday work of connecting with students, end quote. Oh boy, that's a lot. The buy-in of hundreds, if not thousands of people, a steady hand on the wheel, reward, and recognition. Well, no one said it would be easy. The authors call this an ultimate test of institutional leadership, and it's not happening in isolation or under perfect circumstances. Culture, like climate, can be hard to articulate and wavers between invisible and manifest. Culture creates paths and avenues for workers to follow and sets boundaries for no-go zones. Culture can be closely connected to policy and, as the authors say, reward and recognition. What is brought forward and emphasized? What is ignored? What is denounced? Guiding culture means attending to elements like these in communication and visibility. As we wrap up Chapter 3, I'm really appreciating the courage that the authors have to suggest these far-reaching changes. They don't try to gloss over the profound investment of time and effort and ongoing daily habits that climate and culture change for any institution-wide change must encompass. But they also show me that climate and culture change mean that there have to be a unified, coherent goal when a shift is being made at this depth. This is the shift that would take a culture from pockets of people already doing the work to pretty much everyone understanding the mission and how their part of it happens every single day. That's a lot of attention to vision and to practicality and communication and maintenance to help people understand so they can do what's required. That's all for this micro episode. What are your thoughts about shifting workplace climate and culture? What do you love about yours? What kind of changes would you hope for? Email me at h-o-u-l-e-c at midlandstech.edu if you'd like to share a response to today's thinking. And don't forget, you can access the ebook for free through the MTC Library website. Our next FSL Common Read Zoom is March 17th at 11 a.m., so get that on your calendar. We're going to take a little break from the FSL Common Read topics in our micro-episodes. Next time, we'll have a sneak peek behind the scenes at the third season of Instructional Ecology that's currently in production. Let's connect again next week.